Good morning. Good morning, good morning, and welcome, welcome. This is a uh, grand day. As you can see, there's a lot of red floating around. We have a Pentecost celebration this day with the fire of the Holy Spirit filling us. There's a lot of excited people and energetic folks here this morning because we have celebrations around graduations and around uh, our uh, extensive Bible study groups that have, that have completed and uh, our confirmation class and that celebration. It's just a great day and we're going to share in Holy Communion together. So if you're choosing to engage with us online, I encourage you to get some communion elements uh, together and have them there with you. And as we share in Holy Communion today, everyone in the whole congregation, the community of faith, joins together in sharing communion. And so we hope that you'll do that with us uh, today as we, in, as we engage. We, a lot of celebration happened. In fact, somebody told me that the Bennetts have an anniversary. Is that right? Happy anniversary. Look at the celebrations going on. Look at the celebrations happening and going on. So it's a it's a great day to worship. It's a great day to celebrate. It's a great day to, to enter into God's presence and to, uh, to share together. So I'm going to invite you to stand with me, if you would, and let's share in a call to worship as we enter into this time of worship. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Be the wind and fire that transform our lives. Kindle faith from our believing doubt. Deepen our passion for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Fill your church with power. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen, amen. Remain standing. Let's sing together. Come, Holy Spirit, come down today, we pray, Lord, in a mighty way. And we thank you for doing that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Him. Bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless His name. Bless the Lord with me. Bless Him. Bless the Lord with Let's me. Let's sing that one more time. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with me. Bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless His name. Bless the Lord with me. Bless. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and clap your hands with me. Let's clap our hands together just like this. Clap your hands with me. Clap your hands with me clap your hands with let's sing that one more time clap your hands clap your hands with me 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 sing hallelujah 
I'll bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Amen. It's a beautiful song. I actually think this is one of Pastor Ray's favorite songs. <laughs> Sometimes he's coming in on Sunday, you would think he's the worship leader because he's like, Lulalalala. Okay. <laughs> he still loves me anyway. Yeah. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my story. story. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission. 
seated lord enter into this place that we might celebrate in ways that honor you in jesus name amen and amen Alrighty then so one of the things that we get to celebrate today there's a group that comes together every year we do a disciple series it's called it's a really intense bible study and it runs 32 to 34 weeks so that's a huge commitment and this group finished it even with covid even with all the stops and the starts, even though we had to change to Zoom instead of in person and then back again. So they really deserve your praise. If all the disciple graduates will come up. Christine, Anne, Karen, Candace, Pam, Lucy, and Marla. We're missing a couple. Annie, I'm going to hand these to you to give to everybody. And Karen, if you'll give them each their pin. So I just want to again say um, how much of an honor, this is, this is honestly one of the favorite parts of my job, is to get to lead people through learning more about God's word, because you can't know what God wants you to do if you don't even know what he's saying, right? And so this group is just incredible, such a big commitment, so give them your applause again. <laughs> Amen, and thank you. <laughs> she was hiding behind the wall. I didn't see what she was asking. with our online friends as to what was going on, and I, it got quiet and I got scared. <laughs> so we also have an amazing opportunity to celebrate our high school and our college graduates. So if you are graduating college or high school, would you come please join me here? And I'm going to scooch over here and grab Pastor Lisa's mic. No, come on up here. This is even better. Oh, I didn't see you. This is like always so much fun because on this side you have my college graduates. Come over here, baby. And sometimes I don't get to see them between some times because they go away to school and they become adults. And so it's insane. So I'm first going to, I'm going to do college first and then I'm going to treat you special. Okay. So you're special too, just so you know. So if you can introduce yourself, let us know what's been going on and what's, where you're at in life. So my name is Cody Croy. Um, I 
earning my Bachelor's of Science in Hospitality Management and Tourism Management at Florida International University. Uh, at the moment, I am doing an internship with Hilton Fort Lauderdale Marina uh, as a guest services attendant. Um, after I graduate, I hope to go within uh, cruise line management and hopefully become a cruise director. Hi, everyone. My name is Katie Lynn Blazer. Um, I am a recent graduate from USF in Tampa. Um, I got my bachelor's, thank you. <laughs> I got my bachelor's in elementary education and I plan to be a elementary teacher. And I actually have an interview tomorrow, so wish me luck. Um, and then our high school graduate with big things coming, share what's going on with you and what your next steps are. Hi, I'm Lily McCormick. I graduated from Pembroke Pines Charter High School on Friday. Um, <laughs> thanks. And in the fall, I'm going to Penn State University in State College, PA. <laughs> and I'm majoring in communications and hopefully working in the sports field after. All right, I have a little gift for you guys. And then I'm gonna ask Pastor Rafe to come join us up here. So I have a little gift to um, keep you in your walk of faith and to remind you that we love you each and every day, literally. Every time you open this book, it's a daily devotional. Remember your family at New Horizon and come home often. Congratulations. Penn State, did your dad? So can I ask you to pray a prayer, a blessing over our graduates? Our hearts together. Lord, we, uh, we thank you that uh, you give us strength and courage for facing the challenges of achievement and for, and for each, and day, each day of life. And Lord, we thank you for the celebrations of completion of achievement. But Lord, we also know that that means really a beginning of a next phase, a beginnings of uh, new opportunities that are before us. And so Lord, we pray for your spirit to go with these young people in their next steps, in their next phases, as they begin a, a new journey of faith in, uh, in education and serving and giving themselves uh, to others uh, in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So here we have our representative of our college and our high school graduates in your handout today you see some other names there are some graduates that couldn't be with us and online our community online can also see that but I would remind you as I always do I love you yeah. and this is home please come home often <laughs> and now if you'll bow your heads for this morning's prayer God of all creations and all peoples as we come before you to worship this Pentecost morning, we offer thanks. We offer thanks that you hold our hearts in yours and that you hear our prayers, whether we speak with the eloquence of saints or with sighs too deep for words. Ever grateful of your presence, we gather ourselves for prayer in this place as your disciples gathered on the day of Pentecost. Open our hearts to the power of your spirit that we might be a people refreshed in our dedication to you. Fire us up with courage to allow ourselves to be baptized anew this day 
as a new creation in service to you. Confirm in us a sense of what it means to be a people of faith, whether it be by listening with an open heart, visiting the homebound, offering a smile rather than a snarl, or praying for the needs of one another. Grant us the grace to allow the Holy Spirit to work within us, that we might live as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. Let it be known that by knowing us, others might know you. Through us, O oh God, let your kingdom come, as we pray as your Son taught us. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Amen, amen, amen. Ah, wow, what a day already, and we have more to come. I have to, I have to say, it's, you know, you you really start to feel your age when, uh, okay, so you didn't know this is my last Sunday to preach for you all, and there's a transition coming, but you really feel your age when, you know, you see young people up here that were in the youth group or in your confirmation classes and now they look like these adult people that are gonna that are now ready to lead the world and uh, and take over things um and so uh you know and of course they were showing some pictures and uh gosh you know eight years ago when i came here you know i had a full head of hair and uh, <laughs> oh uh, now now they didn't now those who have known me longer than the eight years are saying he's lying <laughs> But Lisa does know me with hair, or she knew me with hair decades ago, decades and decades ago. But um, so what's Rafe going to talk about on this last Sunday? Does, you know, one last energetic push, you know, one last thing, you know, but you know what, it's Pentecost, you know, Pentecost can't slow you down. You know, it's, it's this day of the work of the Holy Spirit and, you know, and, and something of the Holy Spirit uh, takes over. And so I want to share this with you from John chapter 14, it's probably one of the chapters of the Bible that I read the most often because it is used for so many things in life because it is a, a passage of scripture that is about the transition of life. Jesus is talking to his disciples and is at that time of transition where he's trying to help them understand that Jesus is going to be moving on to another phase of that saving ministry. In other words, he's not going to be physically present anymore. He is going to be crucified for our behalf, give us this gift of Holy Communion, and, and then continue his work on our behalf at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Amen? Amen. And he's going to send us this Holy Spirit. And so it's this time of transformation, transition that's happening. And he's giving this, this counsel, this help in this time of transition. And so Philip said, Philip, one of the disciples, Jesus is sitting with his disciples, Philip's one of those disciples, he, Philip said, said, Lord, show us the Father. In other words, give us a little help. Show us the Father. That will be enough for us. And Jesus replied, don't you know me, Philip? Don't you know me? Even after I have been with you all of this time, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father? And the Father is in me. The words I have spoken to you, I don't speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me does his work. Trust me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the account of the works themselves. I assure you that whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. They will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father can be glorified in the Son. When you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father and he will send you another companion who will be with you forever. This companion is the Spirit. The spirit of truth, 
whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor recognizes him, but you know him because he lives with you and will be with you. I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you will live too. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever, whoever has my commandments and keeps them loves me. Whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. And then Judas asked, Lord, are you about to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered, whoever loves me, whoever loves me will keep my word. My Father will love them and will come to them and will make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. The word that you hear isn't mine. It is the word of the Father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I am with you. The companion, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of everything I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I give to you not as the world gives. Do not be troubled or afraid. Amen. And amen. Lord, may your word and your guidance in times of transition of life be real, be, be present, be, be tangible, be, be felt in our very souls. And may we know that the constant companion of your love through the power of your spirit fills and guides and teaches and leads us into the next steps, the next parts of our journey of life beyond the transition, but into the, into the new season. Lord, lead us and comfort us. Amen. Amen. So these words are the, some of the final counsel of Jesus. And I know some of you are thinking, what's, what's Rafe going to say on the last time he gets to, to preach? at New Horizons. Well, maybe it's not the last time I get to preach at New Horizons. You, you'll invite me back for your, like, your 50th anniversary, right? Or, or the 75th anniversary. I'll be invited back. You know, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, this has been a great place for me. It was just, I felt like a great fit for, for who I am and, and my ministry, and, uh, and so it really worked for me. And, and so what I really want to say is I want to say thank you. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Particularly over the last couple of months, you've really given me this, this time and this space to, um, to be in that transition period and to, and to work on that and to, and to do that and to, uh, to just revel in the fact that, hey, I've really been at my dream appointment. I've been in my dream place. You see, I, I'm a Miami boy, and uh, I knew when New Horizon was getting started, I had heard about it, you know. I even came up here, you know, in the 80s and uh, knew your pastors were here. I even remember one time coming up here thinking, 
after I become a pastor and I was serving in North Miami thinking, gosh, that would be a great place to be appointed. You know, if I were there and all these folks moving in, you know, this is before Hurricane Andrew days, you know, all these folks moving in, I said, this would be a great place to be. And then, and then I got to be here. And, uh, and so I've, I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed the, the camaraderie of the team and the, the leadership of the church and what a blessing that's been for me. And, and so I'm so thankful. And because I'm so thankful, I think it's because that I'm so thankful that um, it makes this kind of hard. Um, not kind of, it is. It's, it's very hard. Um, and what I'm holding on to is the fact that once before I was called to leave South Florida decades ago, and that was a good thing. It blessed my life. Uh, decades ago in the early 90s, mid-90s, I was called to leave home in Florida, uh, South Florida, and to move away. And I moved away as a single dad, and within three years, I was a family of five. So uh, leaving before was a rich blessing. Um, so I'm, I'm praying that God does that again. You know, that God does that again, that this, that this transition is a, is a rich thing. Yeah, Amy's over there. No, not more kids. But you know what? You know what? We're going to the Dominican Republic in a couple of weeks, and the young man that we wanted to adopt before COVID hit, he's now a young man. He's coming close to his transition time of graduating school, and so maybe there's an, still an opportunity that we could have kids again. <laughs> the young adult kind, you know. Uh, you know, maybe God will bless us again with grandchildren. Would that work, Amy? Grandchildren, Amy. I told her I wasn't going to call her out on a day like this because, you know, Amy, Amy's not the outgoing kind of person that I am. But I'm hoping that the church appointment that I'm going to turns out to be such a rich blessing um, and where I'm going. And so far... Uh, the contact that I've had and the conversations I've had, it, it looks like that for me. And so, but I'm, I'm leaving a dream place, you know, I, I'm, I'm leaving a dream place uh, and a dream place that was not only good for me and for the church, I hope, but it was good for my, uh, my family. My, I mean, my brothers and my mom and dad live in this area and, and I've been able to, uh, to, to spend some more time with them and to be with them and to, to actually be an uncle to my nieces and nephews and to, and to help my, uh, my parents during transitions in their life. And so I, I'm leaving that to go to the, to the frozen tundra of the north again. Um, yeah, I'm going all the way up to the Sarasota-Bradenton area. Uh, and, uh, and so, um, you know, who does that? Who leaves their dream and leaves their family to go somewhere else and do something else? Who does that? Um, Abraham? Moses, Paul, Timothy, Peter, and a litany of itinerant Methodist pastors for more than two and a half centuries. They get a whole, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of them, and you, you move to the next season. Sometimes the next season's in another location. But there's always this transition of moving to the next season because the Holy Spirit is never done with us. And that is something that I have discovered in the past six, nine months during the evaluation and the thinking through and the reflecting on uh, this possible transition and then this transition, that the Holy Spirit is never, ever done with us. I was thinking, I'm at my dream place, you know, 
another couple of years, and then I do something uh, simple in ministry and kind of ease into retirement. I shared that with you. That was kind of my plan. And then the Holy Spirit said, time to re-up. Time to re-up. Time to re-up. And that's not only true for pastors, that's true for churches. Every church coming out of COVID and coming out of this disaster has got a sense of re-up or reforming, you've heard me talk about, or rebooting or recentering or re-whatever you want to put into there. And I really hope and I pray that New Horizon is a better, stronger, grander church in two years without me here than it is today. I hope there is and pray that there is more to come because this scripture that we read is actually a very dangerous scripture. I've, I've left churches before. I've been in the ministry 35 plus years, and so I've left churches before and, and seen different things happen after I had left. Now, I have two churches that I served that a decade or longer after I left, they actually closed. Um, one church was dysfunctional and it needed to be excised. Uh, and, and it, it, but you know what? That place, that church area, is now this grand Haitian mission of the United Methodist Church that is exploding in ministry and doing great and wonderful things. I served at another church that had this cyclical way in their history of becoming really wonderful and then going through some tough times and then a really strong church and going through some tough times. And while I was there, we just happened to hit one of those, those peaks and a friend of mine who served five, ten years after me hit another one of those peaks and, um, and superintendents would come to me and say, Rafe, every time I go to meet with this church, they just say, if you could send us another Rafe or another June, that was the other person who followed, followed behind me that had a peak and if you could just send us another one of them, then that church ended up closing because they were always looking to get back to whatever the past was. What did we achieve in the past? What had been done back there? If we could just get back to where it was. And so there's something better coming. That church that did close, it also became a mission. It's now a, a Spanish-speaking congregation that's growing by leaps and bounds and doing great things. You see, the, th the thing here is that grander things are happening in the transition. It's either because of us or with us or in spite of us, but the Holy Spirit is going to move, and the Holy Spirit's going to do stuff, and grander things are coming. Grander things are coming. I remember when I came here eight years ago, when I came here eight years ago, we spent the first year, year and a half or so doing some vision planning and some vision casting and kind of figuring out what we were going to be about and, and who we were going to be. And we had this, this grand vision, this, this ready uh, to, to move forward and, uh, and to do greater things and wonderful things. And, um, and people realized very quickly, um, race not up to this task. In, in fact, Peyton and Lisa, your, two of your pastors, they were in school. They were about finished with school. They were getting ready to be ordained or transition, and they were going to go and move and serve their own congregations. And I know the two of them talked to each other and very quickly said, we cannot trust our church to Rafe alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
he's not going to be able to handle this vision and where it's going to go. <laughs> and so I appreciate them hanging around and, and not leaving and teaching me and guiding me and, uh, and helping me. And they, they stayed at, at New Horizon and, and enabled me to be here because they knew that I needed the help. Uh, you know, um, so we removed impediments and we began to move forward into this greater and wonderful thing that we call the church. This church with a mission focus that, that everybody has a place in the church. And not only does everybody have a place, everybody's got a gift of the Spirit. And because you have a gift of the Spirit, everybody is expected to serve. If you're going to follow Jesus Christ, everybody's expected to serve. Everybody's ex expected to, to do that. That's where some of these scriptures come from. You know, grace has been given to each so that the body of Christ can be built up. We've each been given those kinds of gifts. And this scripture that we read today, it points towards that. It points towards those next steps, those, those next things that are going to, to happen. And this is a dangerous scripture. It is a very dangerous scripture. Did you, did you hear what verse 12 said? Verse 12 said, they will do even greater works than me. Jesus is telling the disciples in the church, you're going to do the works that I did? You know, the healings and the miracles and the feeding and the building community and all that kind of stuff. You're going to do that? No, no, you're going to do even greater work. Does that sound awesome for the church that we're expected by the word of Jesus Christ to do better and greater and more than Jesus did? Holy cow. Better and more, more, greater ministry, greater community and, and relationships, greater and, and more healings and transformed lives and people being fed and people being lifted up in Jesus Christ, more and greater journeys of trust and faith, more and greater giving and sacrifices to be made. More than what we did before. And eight years ago we did that. We set this vision we're going to be a mission church. And so much so that we started a mission building because I do remember going into the moldy triple wide and, and all the staff calling in sick all the time. I'm like, why is everybody sick? Well, everybody's got mold in their lungs. And so we had to take down that building and put up this mission building. Pack a sack was a couple dozen you know, bags on the weekend. And it began to expand greater work, greater ministry, greater things, greater worship. My goodness, hasn't the music taken off? Wasn't it great today? The wonderful, you know, you know, and all of this put New Horizon in a very strong position to face the natural disaster that would come that's known as COVID. And we faced that. The division made us, the, the vision made us strong. And things got better, and they got grander, and they got more. And before I came to this church, I knew Gary Spencer, the founding pastor of this church. And uh, we, we talked, and I said, what was your vision back then? And he said, he said, we were a new church. We didn't really have a vision. It was just go get people, you know? And so now, 40 years later, guess what? Go get more people. Go share more with more people about the, the love of God. And Gary was, you know, he left, you know, many years ago, you know, two, three decades ago, Gary left, but he still wanted to hear the stories. 
He would, he would call and he would ask me, he says, what's going on? What's happening? More and greater. What's more and greater is the Spirit doing and the Spirit moving? In fact, I was on the, uh, a Zoom call with Gary. He's, he leads a course in retirement. He's taken on this coaching job, and he leads a course on transitions. And all pastors that are going through transition times take this course with him. And when our small group finished, um, he said, Ray, stay on. He said, tell me about New Horizons. Tell me the story. What's, what's the more and the greater? What's, what, what's happening? What's, what's going on? This is an unbelievable piece of Scripture. John 14, 12 has always stuck with me. You will do the work that I do. You will transform lives like I do. You will do this. This is what you will do. No, no, no. You know what? You're going to do even better. You're going to do even better because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send this comforter, this counselor, this guide, this teacher, and you're going to do even more. You're going to make it even, even greater. Our superintendent right now, uh, Dr. Reverend uh, Cynthia Weems, who preached here just a couple weeks ago, she loves New Horizons. She loves coming up here. She's brought her daughter up here to, to work in nourishing lives and, and packing things. She, she, when she and I talk, she often says, New Horizon is one of the healthiest churches in our area. One of the healthiest churches. Not the biggest church, not the most financially stable church, not the, the, the greatest church with this ministry or that thing or whatever, but healthiest because of the relationships, because of the great leaders. Thank you, leaders. Thank you, the great and wonderful leaders that have made this ministry happen. People who have served week in and week out, making sure that these ministries are carried out, that things are coordinated, that things happen, whether it's in the, the, the school or the nourishing lives or the outreach ministries or the, the trips, whether it's in this country or in the neighborhood or across the seas, these leaders that have made the ministry happen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's what makes a healthy church. And what makes a healthy church, what makes a healthy organism, any organism, is growing and reproducing, right? Which is why I think Jesus says, you're going to do even more. You're going to do even greater. You're going to do even more. This scripture is a scary, dangerous scripture. Because Jesus Christ has not sent the Holy Spirit to give us a warm, cozy feeling and a hug. Jesus Christ has sent the power of the Holy Spirit to lead the church on to greater works. The Holy Spirit has taken control of this transition that's happening. I believe for me and for New Horizons. And so now, do the next greater work. Do the next greater work. This is an awesome responsibility. It is the awesome responsibility of the church. When we do greater works filled with the Spirit, we honor those wonderful leaders and saints that have gone before us, and we provide the way for the generations that come behind us. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has been blessed by the Spirit. Everyone has a place to serve. Everyone is a part of that. Go get people. 
and help them develop as disciples, of, help them discover the love of God, develop as disciples of Jesus Christ, and deploy in mission and ministry with the power of the Holy Spirit. That was our three Ds. Help people discover, develop, and deploy. This is the Holy Spirit's strategy for growth, for the next phase, for the next greater ministry of New Horizon. It's time to rebrand, to reboot, to redo, to refocus, to recenter, to reform, to rebuild, however you want to do it. But New Horizon is positioned for a strong and powerful future. You see it and feel it and sense it around you in the room today. The Holy Spirit is guiding and empowering and teaching. Do greater works. And I'm looking forward to hearing those stories of doing the next great thing with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And amen. Most gracious God, show us what's next. Fill us with courage for what's next. Let your Spirit lead us not just through the transition, but let your Spirit be abundant in us in the next season of the powerful ministry of your church known as New Horizon in this community. Amen and amen. A sign of the power of the church, a sign of the strength of the church, is those who commit their faith to God and make a commitment of giving their life to God. And we're going to celebrate that today in this time of transition with our confirmation class. And so I'm going to ask our confirmands, those who are coming, if they would come and stand here. And I want you to stand here and turn and face everybody. So the confirmation class, come on up. And uh, uh, parents supporting family uh, that are uh, supporting these folks, I want you to come and stand, stand with them. Come and stand with them. Because believe it or not, parents I've got, and grandparents, I've got questions for you too. I've got questions for you too. You all are a part of this. Don't move this. All right, I decided to do it this way so that, um, so that you could see these folks, okay? Let the confirmants be out front. <laughs> Let the confirmants be out front, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is how the church look, works, isn't it? All right, so church folks, as they're coming up, I want to share this with you. Brothers and sisters, through the sacrament of baptism and through confirmation, we are brought into Christ's holy church. And we are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth, new birth through the water and the spirit. All of this is God's gift to us. Confirmants that need to be out front because these confirmants um, and through confirmation, through confirmation, confirmants, put your hands up. Okay, so they all know who you are because we do have a crowd here. But see, this is the nature of the church. The nature of the church is a crowd of witnesses. So these are your confirmants. Six, right? One, two, three, four. Yeah, okay, we got them all here. Through confirmation and through the reaffirmation of your faith and the commitment of your faith, we renew our covenant to declare at our baptism. We acknowledge what God is doing for us affirm our commitment to God's holy church. And so I present these confirmants to you that uh, you would uh, receive them this day that they, as they come. And I would give you all of their names, but we're going to do it again when they come up there. So we'll give you their names at that time. But also we have... Another person joining the church with her son. Angela is also joining the church today by an affirmation of, of her faith. And so, confirmants, I'm going to ask you these questions. On the behalf of the whole church, 
I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? You hear how strong it is? Okay. All right. Do you accept the freedom and power God resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Okay. And now, to those of you who are standing with these folks, all right, will you nurture these young people in Christ's holy church? that by your teaching, your example, they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves, profess their faith openly, and to lead a Christian life. And serve as Christ's representatives in the world. Okay. And... Uh, now, to those, again, with you who are standing with them, will you who stand with these candidates support, encourage them in their Christian life? All right. And now I'm going to come back around here and go up because now I've got to deal with the congregation. All right. All right. So now, congregation, it's time for you all to respond to these folks who have made a commitment of their faith and given themselves. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? You respond by, we do. All right. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their trust of God. others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as is contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? All right, <clears throat> that's, that's in a minute. We're going to do some confirmation parts now. So families, I can invite you to go sit back down. You will come up with your confirmand as they come. But you can come on up with, with your family. All right, yeah, all right. All right, all right, go ahead. Go ahead and go around behind them. Go around behind them. All right. You can stand up for a second. Okay. Let us bow in prayer. Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved the ark through the water. And after the flood, you set a rainbow. When you saw the people, your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan, to a land which you promised. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. 
He called his, his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit again today to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin, to clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in final victory. Amen. Owen, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fa family, stay there. Keep your hands on him. Here. Here. The Holy Spirit work within you that being born through the water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Eli James, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through the water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, thank you, Sam. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Eli. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, um, Owen and Eli, as they came, they came for their baptism. This was their choice of baptism on this day. The other others are coming to reaffirm their uh, baptism. As part of the baptism and the anointing and the reaffirmation of baptism, they are being touched with uh, Jordan River water, water that actually came from the, from the Holy Land that we're able to, uh, to share with them. And so uh, now we'll, uh, we'll continue to share with confirmation. Come on. A and your family come too. <laughs>
the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through the water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on around and lay hands on, on Kylie. There we go. Come on. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Kylie Morgan, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, same family, but come one at a time. <laughs> but you come with him. You come with him. You stand for each other, right? You stand with each other. There you go. There you go. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Elias... Jordan, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Isaiah James, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. So as the confirmants get back there to their seats and they're sitting with the congregation, sitting with the congregation, I'm going to ask them to stand one more time, stand one more time, and I'm going to ask you questions about actually joining this church and being a part of this church, okay? So as members of Christ's universal church, the global church, the church everywhere, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? Okay. As members of this congregation here at New Horizon, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, 
and your service. All right, very good. And now, what's the next response on the screens for them? Okay. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm in the right place. Uh-huh. Now it is our joy to welcome our new sisters and brothers in Christ. Through baptism, you are incorporated into the whole, by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. We are all one in Christ Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as members of the family of Christ. Members of this household of God, I commend to your love and care these young people now before you. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. Give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. All right, say welcome to these folks. You guys can go ahead and sit down. We're done with making you the center of attention. (laughs) Now we all get to just join in the community of faith and share in the community of what it is to be together. And our confirmants are going to help us as we share in the communion, the community, this gift uh, that we share together today. So let us uh, share together in the great thanksgiving as we come for communion. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right. It is right and a good and wonderful thing, Lord, to always give you our thanks and praise. And we praise you for the joys of this day and the celebrations of this day and your presence and your power with us. We praise you for the gift of the the water that brings new life and new birth and new hope to a church. We praise you for the power of your spirit that is in that water that that fills us with strength and power and moves us forward with grace. And so with you and so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth is full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. And blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, we come together recognizing that your saving work has been done through Jesus Christ, who came and lived among us, but transitioned through death and resurrection and gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we are grateful for these gifts, these gifts that you have offered us in your one and only Son, who on the night he was betrayed took bread, broke the bread, and gave it to those who would follow and said, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. In a like fashion, after the meal was over, he lifted up the cup and he gave thanks. And he gave it to those who would follow and he said, Take and drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
And so, Lord, as we come and we share in this wonderful feast today, this feast of grace, may this bread and this cup truly be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we might be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be on us this day as we share around your table and are filled with your grace. Amen. Amen. As we come and share in Holy Communion, please know that everyone is welcome to come and to receive um, at, in, at this time. We will have different stations for communion. There will be stations for intinction on the far sides of the worship area. That is where a torn piece of the bread is dipped into the cup and handed to you, and you receive those elements in uh, that fashion. There is an altar station here um, by, the, uh, by the banners over there, a, a kneeling station where you can come and individual items that are cut and pre-poured can be uh, served to you if you choose to be over there. The altar rail here has uh, pre-done cups and uh, wafers that are here for your communion if that is what you choose. However you receive communion, if you choose to linger at the altar in prayer, uh, you're invited to do that, or of course continue in prayer where you, where you sit as you're coming and going. Um, we are kind of full in here, so be aware of traffic motions and that sort of thing. Um, you know, help people not trip over chairs and such. Um, but know that everybody is welcome to come and receive. Our confirmands will be helping at different stations and uh, there, and so you come a as you are led. If it is difficult for you to come forward, just raise your hand or catch my eye. I will be happy to bring you communion and serve you where you, where you sit. Know that the Lord's table is open. Come and receive God's grace. Amen. Come and know God's grace.
I invite you to take and eat and drink in remembrance of him. Feed on him in your hearts and be thankful. Most gracious God, we are eternally thankful for the gifts that you have given us, the celebrations, the joy, the, the sustaining power through the difficult and hard times. Lord, we are grateful for your gift of this Holy Communion table, where we are the church, empowered and strengthened and led by your Spirit. May we rise up from this table to far greater works than we've seen in the past, the far greater works because we have one another and because we have the power of your spirit given to us by your one and only son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we gratefully pray. Amen. Amen. And amen.
Let's stand and sing together. If you don't remember anything about this song, anything else, remember the words that you're going to say. There's a part that you say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes. That's some serious word, right, Pastor Ray? Go. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the chairperson of Staff Parish Committee. And it's finally our turn to say thank you to Pastor Ray for wherever he went. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of Staff Parish Committee, leadership, and the entire congregation, 
We thank you both for your eight years of faithful service to New Horizon, this community, and God first, of course. Amen. I was supposed to say him first. <laughs> I did. We thank you for your patience and your grace and for all the committee meetings that you attended and presided over. We thank you for helping us get through the mission building, taking it from a picture on a pamphlet to reality. And we thank you for your boundless energy, your energetic sermons, your lustily singing hymns, <laughs> and getting us through two years of COVID intact and ready to move forward. Amen. May God continue to bless you both as you move on to your next appointment at Harvest United Methodist Church. Please stand and join us as we participate in the order of farewell to Pastor Rafe. I, I thank you. Uh, hold on. Okay. I thank you, uh, members and friends of New Horizon United Methodist Church, for the love and support you have shown me while I have ministered among you. I'm grateful for the ways my leadership has been accepted. I ask forgiveness for the mistakes that I've made, the many, it should say, mistakes <laughs> that I've made. And, um, as I leave, I carry with me all that I have learned here. We receive, we receive your thankfulness, offer forgiveness, and accept that you now leave to minister elsewhere. We express our gratitude for your time among us. We ask your forgiveness for our mistakes your influence on our faith and faithfulness, we will not leave with your departure. I accept your gratitude and forgiveness, and I forgive you, trusting that you, our time together and our parting are pleasing to God. I release you from turning to me and depending on me. I encourage your continuing ministry here, and will pray for you and for Pastor Jackie. Let us pray. Eternal God, whose steadfast love for us is from everlasting to everlasting, we give you thanks for cherished memories and commend one another into your care as we move in new directions. Keep us in your love forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you very much. True fashion, Lisa leans over to me and she says, you have to do something. <laughs> and that's been the way it's been for eight years. Uh, <laughs> this wonderful staff and wonderful leaders are like, hey, we need this. Hey, we need this. And Ray figure out. But, but here's, here's the blessing. The blessing is that Jesus Christ, he said to himself, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be among you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be upon you. And guess what that means? that you will do, you will do, you will do greater works. Amen, amen? amen. and amen. Go in God's love.